knows that now in the light, the vanguard is here and they will be polite. The roaring is stirring, the cult's getting brash. Our heroes must stop in the salt and dash. Hunt all the retalents and give them the blade. Civilization they're trying to save. Welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debuckles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Kevin. Going around the table, Blake. Uh, my name is Blake, and I'll be playing Cinnamon, the Tabaxi Warlock. And Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing Leandra Fields, a Hunter Ranger. And John. Also a Tabaxi. Oh, yeah. And John. Hello. I'm playing Mimu, War Cleric of Bottomwood, Dragonborn. Also, you should read the trilogy of stories about Threadbare by Andrew Seidel. The teddy bear who saves the kingdom. Uh, are we getting money from them? No, it's just a really great trilogy of books. <laughs> and Shane. Shane playing Heradius, the human fighter rope. All right, so last time on Dungeons and Debacles podcast, you actually had a uh, palaver with Cicero Skillion. The ancient green dragon here in the uh, swamps of the uh, Great Salt Marsh. You gave her some information that uh, someone was hunting green dragons down here and harvesting for their them for their claws uh, in an effort to create this uh, plague that uh, enrages people called the Red Wrath. Um, that is ultimately fatal. She didn't care that much about that, and she also didn't care that anyone was really hunting green dragons because she has uh, nothing to fear and uh, really everything to gain. Except fear itself. <laughs> that is such a stupid phrase. But yeah, she doesn't care that anyone is uh, hunting green dragons because she's actually got something to gain from that. Um, by getting territory uh, as far as what you know about uh, green dragons and their love for each other um, you met with the shaman of the tribe here who gave you some information about uh, some of the people who had uh, come seeking Cicero Skillion's audience trying to get information about green dragons in the area which you thought was kind of odd um, you also learned that uh, one of them appeared to be a magic user. You also met another lizard folk um, that you were introduced to who was part of uh, Kisarak's tribe. And you've learned that Kisarak is probably the closest uh, green dragon to you in your hunt for green dragons in this area. He was formerly enslaved by Kisarak, and after some uh, persuasion, he has agreed to lead you to Kisarak's um, lair. After that, uh, you were asked by the shaman, well, specifically asked Cinnamon, if it were possible to identify a magical item in Kisarak's, uh, or uh, not Kisarak, uh, Kisarak Skillion's hoard. You were not able to identify it but in the process of detecting magic, you got some serious magical mojo 
coming off of something inside of uh, Cicero Skillion's hoard. So you laid down for the night, and uh, that's where you find yourselves now. I'm assuming that um, everybody's lying down. If you want to change out spells or do anything, uh, probably be a good time to do it as uh, you're waking up the next morning, uh, getting some breakfast, and probably going to meet up with uh, Karak, who is going to be your lizard folk guide. I have nothing special to report. Alrighty. So you're going to meet up with uh, Karak as uh, you approach his uh, little part of the encampment. You see him outside of a uh, tent gathering up some supplies. Uh, he sees you and uh, says, uh, are you ready to go? Ready as I'll ever be. Yes, let us, uh, let us head out. Well, let us be about it then. So currently on the map here, uh, this is where you are, which is uh, Cicerus Gillian's lair. And uh, you are going to travel for probably um, three days because the train here, while not incredibly dif difficult, it is kind of soggy and marshy in some places and you've got to kind of watch your steps and Kisserak along the way, you know, will point out various terrain features that are dangerous. You've come across uh, some quicksand and some uh, sinkholes um, that you probably would not have been aware of or even uh, paid much attention to until uh, his, uh, Carrick would like move out of the way and then point out like one of these features. So after anything you want to talk to Carrick about along the way as you approach this encampment? Um... You don't have to. Oh, I'm just no, asking. I'm excited about this new play coming out on Disney Plus. Friend. Oh my god. <laughs> I am unfamiliar with this Disney Plus. Is this some sort of bard? Yes, a uh, bard that is well known uh, in some places. However, it is um trivial. Yes, it seems so. And completely beside the point and not apropos to our mission. And uh, as you try to engage him in conversation, uh, Carrick is pretty laconic. Doesn't really offer any up anything about himself or like make small talk or conversation. You notice he's pretty intently uh, focused the terrain here and looking out for possible dangers out here. You come across uh, a few snakes and some crocodiles that. Uh, he steers you wide of. He appears to know this uh, train and area pretty well. Um, so if there's nothing specific you want to talk to him about, you're going to get... I can think of nothing. Okay. So you're going to get to about right here on the map. And you're walking through here. You're going to notice that the, the land gets a little uh, soggy. And then a little mucky. And then start to walk through this area it's kind of surrounded by trees and you're getting into water now that's probably about chin deep move you over to this map so uh around this time you're walking through here and uh the sun has uh began to uh go down um but he uh carrick's uh 
urging you on as you probably he says that uh, you've got probably about another hour to go before you reach a spot that would be suitable for camping um, because uh, you can't really sleep in water that's like a foot and a half deep um, that we have our camp yeah but you need something it doesn't float oh not like a like a large pontoon boat campsite Maybe you can make that suggestion to the uh, wizards when and if you get back. So, um, yeah. Um, So you reach um, this area and the moon is full and it's um, come up and is shining down through the trees. And you see Carrick start to slow down and he kind of motions you to be quiet. And then you see him walk a, a couple of steps forward. And you're going to be able to see through the moonlight. There is this large ruin of a tower over here to the uh, the right. It appears to be some sort of like stonework um, that's basically just like a large uh, parapet. I think was probably With used. Raccoon as, armor on top. Um, you think? <laughs> you think it was some sort of like watchtower because um, it's tall enough to get up above the trees here. Give me a perception check, everybody. 19. 8. All right, so everybody but um, Mew Mew. I'm distracted by the Tanuki suit. (laughs) Uh, Well, that suit is actually, you look on top of this tower, and it appears to be some sort of large totem on top of it. It appears to be made out of wood. There's various, it looks like, uh, large animal bones and uh, feathers um, coming from it. She thinks a little odd. It appears to be a lot newer than this uh, ruined tower that is um, the walls have crumpled and almost the entire um, like quarter of one side has just fallen in and the interior is exposed. So um, you see Eric walk out here. See him stand just listen and look around for probably about two minutes then he's going to walk back and say we are entering Kisadrek's territory this is one of the markers here on this old ruined tower that was left behind by civilization that was here long before us it was the tales say it was uh, it happened long long ago and any knowledge of those people were lost we should be very careful from here on out, as patrols may be out here. We're not too far from Kisarak's lair. So he's going to turn, going to walk over here um, to the tower. Any motions uh, for you to follow him? I follow. Okay. Don't know about the rest of you. And uh, he turns to yeah. you and says, uh, we can continue on. Or we could try to make camp in the, uh, the ruin over here. I believe there's uh, elevated enough uh, that he's stoned and he may be stable enough to make camp for the night. If you're not afraid of the curse. The curse? Yeah, say. Um, his child tells that uh, they told to their, uh, their children to make sure that they don't go outside the uh, our territory. They say that if. Uh, 
you'll go beyond here or visit this tower that uh, you will be cursed and followed by the spirits of uh, the ancient ones for the rest of your days. Obviously, I don't believe it. I'm sure we'll make it through. Um, I suggest that we just make camp here and start in the morning. Uh, that seems like a reasonable um, reasonable idea. Let's uh, let's get camp set up and set up a watch cycle and we'll rest here. Okay. So uh, Carrick is going to go over to the tower and you're going to see him like start climbing up um, what appears to be like a uh, ruined staircase and uh, whatever door was here before um, it's fallen in long ago there's not like a there's like a platform right here um, that's large enough to probably accommodate all of you um, but uh, there's like no like direct bridge over top of it there's like a gap that you've kind of got to like jump over to it it's probably about three or four feet but nothing um, you probably can't handle uh, he definitely jumps across see him like start inspecting this platform like taking his spear and like stabbing down at it and he takes his foot and stops to make sure that uh, everything appears to be stable and as uh, Heradius walks up here he uh, looks at you and gives you a nod and then you see him uh, walk over into the uh, corner of this uh, platform and sit down platform itself is probably about 15 feet by 15 feet um, you see that it's supported underneath by a stone column that appears to be holding up although it's uh, fairly weathered and has vegetation growing up around it and you can see where parts of it are starting to crumble on the outside Maybe we can uh, try and set up something on the roof. If the roof's sturdy enough, it'll give us a good vantage point to look around. Uh, give me a perception check. Have to perceive. Or investigation. Either one will work. Oh. Either one will work. Perception of 20. Um, so you look up, and there's probably about 10 feet from your platform to a platform or to a floor above you uh, that the, the, the stone flooring has uh, crumbled underneath. But it appears to be, looks like there's maybe about 10 feet of platform up here. And then above that, you can look straight up and see the, uh, the top of this platform and it has crumbled in. You look around for like a ladder or stairs and um, it appears that uh, the stairway or any sort of ladder was on this side. Uh, that it crumbled in and as you look down below into the water you are going to see some uh, what appears to be like chunks of like long rotted wood that uh, I think if you touched it it would just turn to dust so basically so, yeah, you've got like 10 feet above you to get to a platform and then another 10 feet above that to get to the top of the tower I reach into the bag of holding that we got full of supplies and see if I can pull out a ladder okay um, you reach into the supplies, uh, you like think ladder and reach into the bag of holding. There's nothing there. Mm -hmm. uh, can I use some rope to try and uh, make like a some sort of hold up there? Uh, do you have a grappling hook? No. Good. I throw him up there with my 25 strength. 
Um, <laughs> possibly. Um, you could also check the uh, bag of holding. Yeah, I'll check the supplies. Uh, the supplies bag of holding. See if there's any grappling hook. Um, you reach in and you do find one. You also find uh, some uh, pitons, uh, rope. What's a piton? Uh, it's like those little metal spikes that you drive into stone to attach rope to. It's part of the dungeoneering kit. That makes sense. Uh, can I attempt to use these items to make my way to the top? Absolutely. So you tie some rope onto the grappling hook, and are you going to try to throw it all the way to the top or to the next platform? Uh, I'll try and throw it all the way to the top. Okay. Um, give me me a dexterity check. Can I use acrobatics? Um, this isn't really as much as like tumbling and jumping as it is like trying to throw something uh, accurately at something. 17. Yeah. So uh, you throw it up there and you hit this with no problem. You start pulling it back like gingerly to try to get it to catch on the ledge and uh, it catches and you tug a couple of times and it seems pretty stable. Hey guys, I'm gonna make my way to the top and see if uh, see if it's adequate for us to sleep up there. Okay. All right. So give me an athletics check to climb the rope. Twenty nine. <laughs> oh yeah, no problem. Um, so hand over hand, uh, you pull yourself up, grab a hold of the ledge here, and I'm on top of this tower. Platform up here is probably 30 feet by 30 or uh, 30 feet in diameter. Pie wedge missing out of the uh, southern portion of it as this tower's collapsed. You see a hole. It's about five feet um, by five feet square. Appears to be previous trap door that's long since crumbled and um, fallen away. Look around, and you are going to. Um, that, that uh, this is like weathered stone. Tap your foot down. Seems pretty stable. You walk over to this totem, and now you can see that you're closer to it. The wooden portion in the center that kind of looked like a shield, you can now see that it is kind of a crude likeness of a dragon. Looks good to me, guys. Make your way up. I will climb the rope. All right, give me an athletics trick. 16. Uh, yeah, you're able to uh, climb the rope and get on top of this tower. I will... I have no possibility of succeeding in any sort of investigation of that uh, Tadoki suit. So, I'm going to try anyway. What should I... Um, what are you trying to learn about it? Uh, is it like a religious thing? Is it uh, worship of Arsenax or whatever his name was? Uh, you can give me a religion check. <laughs> Four. <laughs> um, you're not familiar with any of this uh, iconography, um, but judging the fact that you are coming into this territory of this uh, adult green dragon, um, that's basically worshipped by these uh, lizard folk, I think this uh, has something to do with uh, Kisserag. don't know that it's necessarily, necessarily religious, um, that it, you 
think it's some sort of marker, perhaps a warning. You don't really know. Okay. No, I am not trained in religion, uh, Shane. We've covered that a couple weeks back. He is a cleric who was inspired to join the church, but um, has no training, knowledge, or history. <laughs> yeah, he's a war cleric. His, uh, his training is kicking ass. All right, so Heradius and Mew Mew are up here on top of the uh, tower. Eric is going to grab a hold of the rope. Oh, uh, yeah, 23. So uh, he has no... He grabs a hold of this, and you just see him shimmy up at no problem. Anybody else going up, or are you staying down here? Uh, I'll attempt to get up. I don't know why cats don't have some kind of... You have a climb speed. I don't think you even need to make a roll. Oh, yeah, if you've got oh. climb speed, you don't need it. Okay, I'll climb up there. Yeah, I'll climb up, too. <laughs> Me as well. All right. So uh, I pull the rope back up after us. Okay. So you pull the rope up. You all look around, and you're getting a pretty good view of uh, the area around here. There's a lot of trees, but you can see the full moon glint off the water in this area through the trees. You can see as far as probably a good 500 yards as far as like the, the light glinting off of here, but uh, not you wouldn't be able to see anything underneath the, the trees or the shadows that they cast. Um, but as you look around, you can see that uh, this watery area appears to uh, stop Judging by the uh, just the uh, glinting through the trees here, probably about mm, a good maybe mile, two miles away. All right, so uh, Carrick is going to sit down, and you see him pull out his pack, pull out what appears to be like some sort of uh, meat, starts uh, chowing down on it. Is there enough room up here to set up our campsite? Um, probably, but there's going to be like edges of it that won't be that stable because you're missing portions here and then over here. Um, you could probably set it up and like pull up some of the folds. You don't really know if that'll interfere with the magic though. Um, either because, uh, where, where do the tents go if they don't have a place to go? Pull it out if you want. I will not risk it. Okay. Pull out, you know, some blankets and uh, some rations. Not really any fuel up here, but if you wanted to pull some uh, some wood out of uh, that bag of holding, uh, you could start a fire up here if you wanted to. Because there's really probably nothing up here flammable except for this... Uh, totem over here to the uh, left of the platform. Probably not the best idea to start a fire in someone else's territory. All yeah, right. starting starting a fire on the top of a tower in what is potentially enemy territory is probably a terrible idea. Alright, so we'll just uh, say that you eat your meals, settle down for the night. Who's taking watches? I'll take first watch. I'll take last watch. 
Cinnamon will take second. I guess I'm third. All right. So you mute. Um, everybody's laid down for the night. Yep. Perception check. 15. Um, you look around and you see some movement, uh, but it appears to be perhaps like a, a fish or some sort of lizard down here near the tower. But your watch goes by pretty un- uneventfully. Next watch comes up. Cinnamon, give me a perception check. 13. Um, much the same. Um, you can't really use your hearing because of all the insects and frogs and everything out here kind of drowns out everything. Uh, but with your your cat eyes, you uh, look around and see some bubbles here and there that you think's probably either fish or perhaps insects uh, skimming along the water here. Next up is Heratius. Give me a perception check. 22. All right. So about halfway through your watch, you are going to see some movement over here by this tree. And then you're going to see some ripples come out of the water and start and make it out to about here. So whatever movement is causing to this, you think it's pretty sizable. You don't really see anything else. You obviously can't hear anything. Uh, Sunman and Leandria have dark vision, right? Yep. Yep. I'm unnatural, Andrea. Wait. Hey, Leandria, there's something moving out there and I can't see. Take the plants. I will wake up and look. Okay, give me a perception check. 21. All right, so you look down here and it's not hard to trace the ripples back. You start seeing something moving over here and these tall grasses and then you see what appears to be like tall grass um, moving on its own through the water and then you see it move over here and then you see over it move where over here we don't see anything oh you're not seeing my pains no how about now yep there it is okay my bad. Um, so you see the movement start over here, and it looks like tall grass. Um, and then you see the grass moving. See it move over here, then over here, and then you see it right here, and it stops. I'm gonna turn to Heradius and say, "Wake the others, but quietly." I'm gonna nudge everybody awake. Okay. Oh, what is it? There's a creature moving outside the camp. So you kind of lose sight of it and then you see the movement again and it's still in the shadow of one of these trees over here and it's basically, it looks like a shape to you. It appears to be green and brown. It appears to have like vines hanging off of it and uh, like vegetation that you kind of see like flow back and forth. Appears to be wet. And you're gonna see it walk out of the uh, shadow of the tree over here and over here to these uh, grasses. And you're getting a better look at it now that the uh, the moonlight is shining off of it. 
and uh, it appears to be kind of like a pile of like vegetation that is green in spots and rotted in others. It's wet, kind of got almost like a kelpie look to it. Um, but you're also going to see like bitches, uh, bits of uh, branches and stuff coming out of it. It's roughly about um, six feet tall, about uh, four feet wide. Kind of moves with this uh, lumbering gait through the water. I'm going to turn to uh, Karik and say, ask him if he knows what the fuck that is. Um, so he goes over and he looks over the edge and he looks back at you and does like a finger like be quiet like you've been too loud already and then he pulls you over to the uh, the edge or uh, away from the edge towards the center of this and says uh, you must be very quiet it is what we call a shambling mound you're very dangerous alright then I say quietly I whisper to him can I reach us up here give me a uh, stealth check Oh boy. 22. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Gonna reach us up here, old chap. <laughs> I whisper very badly. Um, yeah, you're kind of like a loud talker. Um, and it's just because of like your physiology and personality. And you say that, and as soon as it leaves your mouth, you're like, oh, that was too loud. You see this thing turn and look at the tower see it start moving toward the tower and you see it come over here around and doesn't seem to see anything walks this way and around the tower doesn't seem to see anything walks up here this goes on for probably about like five minutes as it's investigating this tower. Everybody give me another stealth check. Trying to be quiet up here. 14. Good old 11. 12. 19. (laughs) Alright. So, um, Paradius, you're all sitting up here and watching, watching, trying to not make any sound, and you... Like, take your hand by your side and, like, uh, put your um, hand on the uh, hilt of your scimitar, and you hear some metal making noise off of your uh, scabbard here. I'm going to need everybody to roll initiative, please, as this thing notices that you are here. All right, so. Cinnamon, um, you realize that you've been spotted as you see this thing come over to the tower and you see these kind of like ropey, like slimy, uh, like masses of uh, moss and vegetation grab onto the side and it starts trying to climb up this tower. All right, fantastic. Uh, How far away is it? Like how Um, tall is this? Um, this is about, let's see, 30 feet up. 
Okay, perfect. So, add, I'm going to put use Hexblade's Curse on this thing, which gives me a number of bonuses. Nice. Um, it is a bonus action, and with my regular action, I will fire Eldritch Blast at this thing. Uh, one, two, 17 and a 22. Okay, um, those both hit. Alright, and then... That's force damage, right? Uh, yes. Alright. That is 15 and 8 for a total of 23 damage. Nice. Uh, And then Cinnamon is going to back away from the edge and go to the other side of the tower, if possible. (laughs) Alright, so you unleash this Eldritch Blast and you see it hit it and like vegetation starts flying off of it next up is Leandra um I have to deal with my pets real quick I apologize I'll be right back okay so uh since some of us have do any of us have electricity damage lightning damage Uh, are you metagaming I don't think any of us have any lightning damage to begin with so I don't think it matters metagaming sir yeah, I'm pretty and sure why would I have this radiant. Yeah, why would I ask if I'm not trying to ha- have people stop using it? But I mean, I was like 90% sure that none of us have any. Still metagaming. Shame on you. Is it? Negative inspiration. <laughs> ah! And I get to roll. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Landra has inspiration right now. Do me and Blake get inspiration? Well, uh, was it Blake? I think me and Blake put our backstory is up on like February where are those they're on the group chat uh freaking on Facebook one second yeah they're on Facebook uh yeah, there's somewhere up there here. send me the link I and I'll apologize give you oh it's all good no it's not uh Mouse decided he wanted to I don't know lunch at the cat and I don't accept that so all right, what are you doing? And don't forget you've got inspiration. Oh, I had forgotten I had inspiration. Um, sorry, I just ran up and down the stairs. Uh, Catch um, your breath. I'm going to fire some arrows at this thing. Okay. Uh, with my oath bow, and I'm going to do the oath bow thing. Okay. Uh, with the oath bow thing, it's a 15. That'll hit. Excellent. And then... Uh, second shot. Uh, oh no, that's a sixteen because it's oath bow. Yep, that hits as well. That is what a total of four damage. Uh, eight damage. Oh yeah, total of eight damage. And then I'm going to turn to Carrick and say, "How do we kill this thing most efficiently?" We usually just run. They're very dangerous. Don't let it touch you. Good to know. Uh, is that it for your turn? Um, I think so. Am I boring you? I think so. You think um, that you're boring? I'm boring you? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Um, oh, I can put a hunter's mark on it. Yep. I should have done that before, but I'm going to do it now. And then okay. next step. All right. Uh, Mew Mew. 
I am going to cast blindness slash deafness on this guy. Okay. So it needs to roll a con saving throw. Okay. Spell so save is 15. So you cast it and... I'm going to uh, blind it. Nothing that see apparently happens to it. Oh, dear. It doesn't see. Possibly here. All right. Um, so that was my action. I think I'm done for the turn. Yep. All right. Uh, next up is the Shambling Man. You are going to see it start climbing up the side of this, and it's going to get about 10 feet, and that's about as far as uh, you're going to see it make it. Uh, next up is Heradius. Okay. How tall is this tower again? Uh, 30 feet. These things don't appear to be that quick. I don't really. I need to find effective range options. Uh, I will shoot him with my cross light bow. Cross light bow? My light, light crossbow. Okay. <laughs> I was imagining like Thundar the Bar- Barbarian Sunsword, except it was a crossbow. For six whole points of damage on a 14 hit. Okay, so you aim down and shoot, and it goes wide. Hell yeah. Uh, next up is, uh, you have anything else you want to do? No, uh, it's loading, so I can't use it twice in the same turn. Gotcha. Cinnamon, you're up. All right. Uh, cinnamon is, wait, do we, we you took down the, the rope that leads down, right? I pulled it up after us. I think we could set it up real quick. We're probably taking action. Okay, yeah. Uh, cinnamon will use an action to lower the rope so we can get down from the tower. Okay. Um, and then use his movement to climb down the rope using his climb speed. Uh, okay. So we'll and, say... Sorry. Um, so you've got to... You can move 30 feet. So yeah, uh, we'll say that you make it to the, the bottom here. Okay. Sounds good. That's it for Cinnamon. All right. Um, as you get to the bottom here, make it to the stairs and... You are clambering over this uh, this wood over here. Uh, give me a perception check. It's a 22. Uh, you see some movement in the bushes right here. You see what appears to be another shambling mound mm. um, that has apparently heard this commotion and is going to be moving towards you. Fantastic. Isn't it, though? Is right after the other shame. Alright, uh, is that it for your turn? Yep. Alright, so next up is Leandra. This is bad guys. Uh, these are bad guys. Speak proper. I was referring to the situation yes, <laughs> and you. <laughs> um, alright, so I'm going to, I guess, uh, Oathbow attack the shambling mound again the first that's a 13 Uh, that's going to miss unfortunately and then a second time uh, 19 oh yeah that hits with a hunter's mark Um, so you fire the uh, bow down into this thing and you sink it into what you would think would be its head Uh, if it had a head it's going to be a total of 15 points of damage correct nice uh, next up is Mew Mew. 
Alright, this time I'm going to avoid doing anything too fancy. I'm just going to cast Toll the Dead on on the Shambling Mound that has already been injured. Okay. Um, what's the range on that? Uh, I don't. 60 feet. Yep. That's a creature so you DC can see, 15. so we'll say you move over here. Wisdom save. Uh, what was the wisdom save again? I'm sorry. DC 15. Uh, maybe they shambled off. It uh, passes. Um, it succeeded. So, no damage. <sighs> Annoying. All right, next up is right, the shambling lamb that's going to climb another 10 feet. And you look, Mew Mew looking over the edge here, it's uh, getting kind of close to the top. That'll end its turn. Getting up here, fellas. Next up is Shambling Mound number two. So it starts moving towards Cinnamon. It's going to be able to make it over to you. And it is going to try to slam you. Uh, I think the macro is broken. <laughs> it is broken. All right, that's a natural one. Nice. Uh, that is... Target takes, uh, oh, no, I rolled the wrong one. Uh, take negative five to initiative for the rest of the day, so that won't really affect it much. Uh, and apparently I've moved the map by accident. Maybe. Did I screw up? No, okay. All right, uh, next up is Radius. I am going to go down the rope and, uh, would that just take my movement, quote unquote? It would, but I also need you to give me an athletics check since you don't have a climb speed. 16. Uh, yeah, you're able to slide down it, but climbing is um, half movement, right? Because it's considered difficult terrain. So you'd be able to make it about sure. 15 feet down. Let me look it up real okay, quick because so. I don't want to short okay. you. Uh, while climbing or swimming, each foot of movement costs extra one foot two feet in difficult terrain so i'll say half so you'll be able to get like 15 feet down it okay so halfway down yep uh would i be able to throw a dagger while holding on to the rope uh yeah sure i'll let you do it uh, 11 to hit five uh yeah that's gonna miss hell yeah pass turn all right so carrick is going to walk over here to the side and you're going to see him take his spear and lean down over the edge and stab at this thing. Oh, that's a 17 to hit. Um, so he stabs down at this, and um, you see it go through this vegetation. He's going to do eight points of damage to it, and he's going to stab again. Uh, that is a 16. That's going to hit for six more points of damage. All right, uh, next up is Cinnamon. All right, fantastic. Cinnamon is going to... Uh, cast Armor of Agathis on himself. Uh, why is this not casting? Okay. Which is 20 temporary hit points, and when I get hit, they take 20 cold damage. Uh, so that is action, and that is, I think that's going to be it. Alright, next up is Leandra. Alright, I'm going to continue to go after this one that's climbing up the wall. Thank you. It's really where I should have been this whole time, but it's crowded. Um, 
and I don't know also, what I'm doing wrong, but every time I try to move a token, it's moving the map too. Oof. How do I stop that? It's not on our end. It is on my end. Oh, there we go. Something I did stopped it. Okay. Continue. I'm sorry. You're fine. Uh, 21. Oh, that hits. Uh, I will use my oath bow again and then roll my hunter's mark damage. That's a critical hit. Nice. Uh, I'll do my hunter's mark and then I'll roll the d20. It's a nine. Nine. That is unleash the birdies. Your attack hits so hard it dazes your opponent until the end of your next turn. Sweet. Now I'm going to use a bonus action. Um, ensnaring strike on, uh, what's the range? Hold on. Never mind. It is not what I thought it was. Is it really so? Sorry, I'm really close to my mic. Uh, it'll also break your concentration on Hunter Smart. Oh, you're right. It's concentration. I lied. I'm not going to insert Snaring Strike. I'm just going to sit here and uh, be happy with what I did. All right. So those arrows, like, start slamming into this, and now you can see the arrows go through it and then out the other side, dragging chunks of vegetation with it. Um, Yumi, you're up. Okay, how far down the wall is this thing? Uh, it's about five feet from the top. Okay, so I can't quite reach it yet. All right. Uh, if you lean over, you would be able to hit it with a melee attack. Okay. Um, okay. I will not do that. Instead, I'm just going to do another Toll the Dead. Sorry. Didn't acknowledge it first. All right. So, DC 15 on a wisdom save. Uh, it fails. Okay. 15 necrotic. It's already been damaged, so yeah, 15 necrotic. Yep. All right, so you cast this spell, and you see some of the, uh, the vegetation that doesn't appear to be, like, rotting and falling off of it, like the greener spaces, turn black. Uh, next up is the Shambling Mound, but it's days, so it can't do anything, I think. Or is that stun where it can't do anything? Days may just be it gets one action. Oh, yeah, this uh, it's the same. So uh, it skips its turn. Uh, next up is Shambling Mound 2 that's over here in Cinnamon's face. I'm going to try to attack you. Oh, shit. All right, that's an 18 to hit you, Cinnamon. That will actually miss. Yep. All right. Radius, you're up. That's me. I'm going to make my way all the way down. Do I need to roll another athletics? Um, I'll say you're able to make it down without an athletics check. Sick. Uh, and then that'll move, use all my movement. I'll shoot the dude with my channeling mountain too with my crossbow. Okay. 25 to hit for damage. Oh yeah, with, that hits. With uh, snake attack. Let me do D6. Uh, plus one damage. Sick. And with my second action, I'll throw my second dagger. 14 hit, 7 damage. Uh, that's gonna miss. Hell yeah. Pass turn. Uh, next up is Carrot, who's going to stab down at, uh, it's a shambling mound right here. Uh, that's a 25 to hit for 8 points of damage. Alright, next up is Cinnamon. Alright, I'm about to end this man's whole career. Uh... I am going to cast Polymorph. 
and turn myself into a T-Rex. What? Uh, <laughs> what? What's the T-Rex's CR? It's eight. Okay. Uh, I, so, I'm sorry. Can we just appreciate that you looked that up to make sure that that's something? <laughs> that <you laughs> I'm sure this has been planned. I've had this in my back pocket for a while. I figured if I ever got in a situation I couldn't get out of, I'd turn into a T-Rex and just do what T-Rexes do, I guess. Fuck shit up. The T-Rexes aren't vegetarians. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a point. (laughs) He does have a point. There's lying around about to break this T-Rex's ankles. (laughs) Uh, So the stats on that can be found on the Monster Manual, page 80. Uh, but basically I get 136 hit points. My armor class is reduced to 13 and I get a bite and tail attack, but I can only use one attack against one target, blah, blah, blah. Uh, do, 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 do. so I'm going to make a bite attack, which is a plus 10 to hit and does 4d12 plus 7 piercing damage. So let's see if that Cinnamon's hits. been holding back on us, y'all. Yep. <laughs> a 17. Oh, yeah, that'll hit. Okay. Uh, the, the target is medium small creature. Okay, so it's not medium or small, right? Uh, it's a medium sized creature. It is, really? Yep. Okay. Uh, if the oh, target no, is I'm a sorry. medium or I'm smaller sized creature, it is grappled, escapes DC 17. I'm sorry. Until the grapple ends, the target is restrained and the Tyrannosaurus can't bite another target. I lied. I thought it was medium, but it is considered a large plant. Okay, good. I I was going to say, like, uh, it's not good for the shambling mound, but it's fine. Uh, So 4d12 plus 7 damage or 30 points of piercing damage. Yeah, piercing damage. Jeez. <laughs> okay. And, uh, that's the end of Cinnamon's turn. Okay, so I need you to describe what exactly just went down that Heradius is seeing in front of him. Uh, so Cinnamon is already standing there, coated in this kind of icy sheen. And uh, as the shambling mound approaches, uh, Cinnamon leans forward and then doubles back. Um, and he grows and grows in size as his hair kind of falls off and molts into this scaly, uh, huge hulking form. Um, and lets out a terrifying roar before biting down on this giant leaf monster. Heathers? Oh yeah, that's true. (laughs) So I guess, uh, it's not just leathery, it's also got feathers, so it's a big fluffy T-Rex. Fluffy Downy T-Rex. Awesome. Um, is Heradius about to go Dino Riders? <laughs> <laughs> Would riding it count as a land vehicle? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, pretty baller time. That's it for sentiment. Just for those in in the game right now, uh, in Discord, I have posted a picture of how I imagine he looks now. But imagine it with, like, tabby stripes. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, Leandra, what you got? I mean, nothing compared to that. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> Make him your pet. Um. All right. So I will. Uh. Do I? Can I see what just happened? I assume I can see what just happened. T Rexes are fucking huge. Um. Yeah. You. Maybe if you turn around, I would say that you heard like a roar from this T Rex and turned around and saw what happened. Uh, she's going to fire a couple more arrows into the shambling mound that is attacking them and say, can you come eat this one too? All right. Unfortunately, I only have an intelligence of two, so I can't understand you. So that's a 17 and a 25. Oh yeah, those both hit. And my hunter's mark damage is three, so that's, uh, 17 total damage. All right. So you fire down through this and it's like hanging on with like one tenderly arm. Um, but half of this thing is gone. It's looking really rough. Next up is Mimi. All right. Um, I'm going to lean the wall and swing at it with my possibly magic longsword. Probably magic. And I'm going to... Wait, is it still... It was at dazed? the end... No, it's not dazed anymore okay. because that ended All at right. the end of Leandra's turn. In that case, I'm going to use my uh, War God's Blessing reaction to give myself plus 10 on that attack roll. All right, so that's 23. So I'm guessing that'll hit for 7 damage. And now, uh, Divine Strike on hitting with a weapon attack. I can make it deal 1d8 extra damage to the same type. Yay. <laughs> One more damage. <laughs> and now, um, I can... Uh, do a bonus attack because I'm a war priest. So, uh, so 18 to hit it again. Yep, that hits. All right, for another 10 damage. So, done 18 damage this round. Okay, so what's it look like when you uh, dispatch this thing? Um, so, this is a long sword. So, I slice into it a couple of different times. The last attack slices off the last tendril holding it to the wall, and it tumbles vegetatively to the ground. So it just sort of rolls and flops and splashes into the water. Okay. The face of the tower. So you hit this thing twice, right? Yep. Uh, roll me two d4s. All right. Uh, four and two. All right. So take that six add it to that number that you've been uh, keeping track of. I'm now up to 16. Alright. Up is Shambling Mound 2. Thing really has no intelligence and does not realize the danger that it's in. It just sees, like, <laughs> food. Um, so it's going to attack this T-Rex. I've only got an AC of 13, so he should pretty easily hit. Don't you have like 130 hit points now? That is also true. Uh, that's a 16. Awesome. Or how much damage? 16 damage? Yeah, 16. Sweet. That hits my temporary HP that I still have from the ice armor stuff. And it does 20 points of cold damage to him. You keep that? Yeah, no. Okay. lasts until uh, I take a long rest. Or okay. it runs out of HP. Um, your polymorphous concentration is your other thing concentration too? I don't believe so. It could be. If it is, then that'd be pretty funny. Uh, no, it's, it's just duration one hour. No concentration. 
Okay, so that is a 15 to hit. That'll hit. 19 points of bludgeoning damage. Alright, I'm out of temporary hit points, but that's another 20 damage to him. Okay, and uh, did you take... Okay, cool. Is your temp HP gone? Uh, yes, my temporary HP is gone. Okay, so what was the bleed over? Bleed over was 15. Okay, so give me a uh, constitution save for your concentration check. A 12. Um, so that would be a pass, right? The base DC is, yeah, 10 or half the damage that you took, uh, yep. whichever's higher. Yeah, so that would have been 7, so that's a pass. Fantastic. And that was 22 points of a... 22 points of ice damage that it took, right? 40 points. Hit me twice. Oh, 40 points. Jeez, what level did you cast that at? It I... always casts at max level for Warlocks oh, Warlock. at level 4. Yikes. So, uh, it slams into you and you see this ice forming all over it and, like, bits of this vegetation start breaking off as it slams into you a second time. It appears to have uh, really done some damage to it. Uh, Heradius, you're up. That's me. I'm gonna run over to the Shambling uh, Mound and uh, hit him with my sword. 25 to hit for 14. That hits. I'm going to cast... Well, not cast, but... I'm going to attempt to hit it with a maneuver attack, uh, trip attack, which adds a 1d8 of damage, and then it has to roll a check to see if it is knock prone or not. Uh, Let me find the save real quick. Strength? Uh, A plus proficiency plus dex or strength, which I think strength is more. Uh, That's a 10. 4, 3, 7 plus a 15. Yeah, so um, you knock this thing prone as you sweep down and chop out what it appears to be like a tenderly leg that it was supporting itself on. Uh, Anything else for you? Yeah, I'm going to attack again. And since he's knocked prone, I have advantage, I believe. Uh, Yep. 26 hit for 12 points of damage, uh, hitting with sneak attack. Or six extra. Um, so, <laughs> what's it look like when you kill this thing? So, as I run towards him with the T Rex by my side, I'm going to slice at its uh, tendrils on the ground, which causes it to lopside. And then I sweep across its, uh, its upturned side to slice off the rest of its tendrils and just go straight down the middle. Nice. All right, so that's going to take you out of combat. Eric's going to uh, look at Leandra and say, Your friends here are truly powerful. I'm amazed that you've made such quick work of such terrible, terrible foes. Well, if I'm being honest, I wasn't aware that Cinnamon could do that, but we do what we must. <laughs> yes, what the, what the fuck is that? Haven't the slightest seen many lizards and, and crocodiles, but wow. Indeed. Um, let us uh, at what time is it? Uh, at this point, it's probably like 3 o'clock in the morning. Alright, let's uh, let's try to get some more shut-eye before we 
head out. All right. So, uh, I guess Cinnamon and Radius, are you climbing back up to the top? Yeah. All right. So we'll say you make it up there without any issue. You are able to catch your breath and the adrenaline goes down and you're able to close your eyes, everybody except for, yes, uh, yes, uh, Mew Mew and Leandra finish their watches without any issue. Next morning, break camp, climb down the, uh, the rope here, make your way further into the swamp. So, um, you are right here and um, you are going to travel for about another 12 hours or so stopping to take uh, breaks and eat lunch you are nearing uh, Kisserak's lair according to um, Carrick that you'll be there soon at this point the uh, sun is going down night falls there's another uh, basically full moon this night uh, you approach the encampment Carex uh, asked you uh, you want to press on we are probably less than a mile from uh, from the the hill Kisarax lair or we could make camp here but we are discovered by his, uh, his uh, followers may not go well in the night for us coming unannounced making camp they will know this area well and perhaps won't get the drop on us but it is up to you perhaps we can find a, a hidden place to make camp I would advise continuing on as I would not rather um, be caught uh, try to explain ourselves in the middle of the night best uh, we don't skulk and make right for Isler advise decision indeed Alright, so you're continuing on? Yep. Alright, so um, he takes you about a um, another half mile. It's been kind of sprinkling here for the past hour or so, but it starts going into full rain while not heavy at this point. It's kind of annoying. You continue on and you are about probably 500 yards or so from where uh, Erex told you this encampment is and now in the moonlight you can see over top of this trees this hill that ascends probably about maybe 150 feet up um, as you can tell as you can see it over the tree line so you think the hill is probably about 150 feet tall um, you are going to start seeing some like smoke coming from this encampment. Eric says, uh, should uh, continue on, put our hands off your know, weapons, make no attempt to, to hide as, as we approach the camp. Maybe mistaken for some ill intent. Very well. And he says, um, how light or dark is it? Um, 
there's some pretty good moonlight coming down from the trees. It's not directly overhead. Uh, it's probably about at a 45 degree angle. So you're seeing the moonlight reflect off of uh, smoke coming from this encampment, but you can't actually see the encampment itself yet. Should I cast light so that Horatius and I can see as well as you can? Hannah? Oh my gosh, I was pressing the wrong button. Yes, that's a great <laughs> idea. All right. I will cast light on my shield. Um, it only gives us uh, bright light in 20 foot and then dim light 20 feet beyond that. So, but now Hardy's and I can see. That means we won't be able to sneak up on them at all, but we're, we're trying that. Okay. Um, so you cast it and Carrick kind of flinches away from the light a little bit as everybody's eyes have kind of adjusted to the darkness. Um, you get about uh, 100 yards away and now you can kind of see like a clearing at the foot of this hill. Um, the hill sticks out quite a bit um, even though like at a distance you can't really see it but it's like really the only like topographical feature around here that's not just trees or as long as you've been able to see so you're able to kind of see this encampment a little bit with the uh, the light coming down Eric's going to say this is f as far as I go as I am an outsider now to these people after I escaped and have no desire to be enslaved again. We appreciate you taking us this far. My mother's blessings follow you. I thank you. I hope you find what you are, are looking for. We're going to see him uh, turn and then start walking back the way he came. So should we go into their camp? Yeah, let's approach. Yes, very non-threateningly. All right. They are perfectly normal people. No dinosaurs amongst us. No, sir. <laughs> um, so you start approaching this clearing. Uh, everybody give me a perception check. As you get probably about uh, 75 yards away. 22. 5. 11. Uh, Heradius is not here. He went to the bathroom. He's peeing. Uh, 22 is plenty enough. Um as you are leading the pack here, Leandra, you get about 75 yards away from this clearing. You are going to notice some fires that don't appear to be coming from campfires. They appear I to be knew it. They appear to be coming from some of the tents here. Uh, they're low burning um, as the rain here is uh, starting to put some of those fires out. And that's where you think all this smoke was coming from. Uh, can I see movement? Um, with a 22, you look around and you're not seeing any movement. I am going to stop for a second and say, guys, hold on. Uh, it looks like the town's on fire or the encampment, whatever. The, 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 this is not good. And, uh... But maybe this is normal, you know, dragons and the fire and the, you know. This is a green dragon, did they bring poison? Yes, I don't believe they're known for their fire-breathing skills. Should we keep going? Um, we should, but cautiously, and perhaps keep your weapons close. We don't want to seem threatening, but we also need to be prepared to defend ourselves. 
All right. So are you stealthing it? Um, not stealthing so much as just cautiously approaching. Like we're not going to go charging in there. We're, we're not trying to hide, but we're, well, I'm not trying to hide, but I'm also not trying to make any sudden movements. Okay. Does that make sense? Sure. So you reach the tree line of the uh, front of the clearing here in front of the uh, hill. Look around. This is what you see. Appears to be what's on fire here. Several tents. Um, As you enter here, here in the top left, um, you see the fires begin to uh, die down in the rain here. We're also seeing what is on fire on the ground over here. It's uh, several dozen lizard folk and the ground around them. I think that's probably a pretty good place to end it right there. I fucking knew it. <laughs> I predict we're going to find the dragon dead and its claws missing. Oh, all the, all the lizards are dead? Yeah. Rip. And there's going to be red talons inside this building, is my thought. So, real uh, quick, should you have been able to attack as a T-Rex after you polymorphed yourself? Uh, I don't know, actually. Actually, probably, probably not. not. That would it would have took an action to cast it, and that would have took your action for that turn. Yeah, my bad. That's oh, fine. You should have turned me into a T-Rex. No way, you don't deserve to be a T-Rex. <laughs> Why not? I could sneak attack as a T-Rex. Uh, don't you don't keep the, those abilities. You can't, because it's not a finesse weapon. You're right. Maybe if I could shoot my teeth and use it as a ranged weapon, I could. Yeah, I'm you pretty know, sure that's If your arms could reach your teeth, I'm sure you'd be able to pull them out and throw them. Hell yeah. That's what a T-Rex does, all right. <laughs> it is known to science. Well, all right, y'all. Thanks for uh, playing, and we will see you next week. This was a lot of fun. I especially like the part where Blake turned himself into a T-Rex and apparently has been planning (laughs) it for fucking ever. (laughs) That was brilliant. I didn't know wizards could do that. I'm not a wizard. I'm a warlock. We don't know that. Not fair. The the speed with which you responded to what is the CR of a T-Rex means that you have had to be planning this for ever. And then he recites uh, the page a, number. I actually had a plan for Juliet uh, back when <laughs> I was a wizard, but I never got like high enough to get the polymorph, so now I get to use it. That's fantastic. But I, I promise to use it sparingly, so you know I won't have 163 no, no, no. buffer hit points every single combat. <laughs> no, 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 no. You have to use it at least once a day so that we can all ride you and go faster. That is... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> going to have to make like a harness platform to stick on your back. <laughs> or no, we'll put the Kraken wagon on your back. I mean, could you turn into a giant alligator or something? We just float on your back. Yeah, probably. But only for an hour at a time. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. That was fantastic, though. I really appreciate it. Hey, if you guys have any other suggestions for stuff to turn into, just let me know. Giant Apparently, eagles. a T-Rex is the only beast with a challenge rating of eight. Is it? 
I mean, I just did a quick um, uh, control F in the monster manual for challenge rating huh. eights, and that was the only thing I saw that was a beast. Cool. I guess I picked the. Otherwise, right you could become a gr young green dragon or something. Like Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. If I could ask a halfling size favor, give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure to check your podcast app. Do you have an idea to make the podcast better? Tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook. You can also check out our website to see all the maps, lore, and characters at DungeonsAndDebaclesPodcast.com. And now a word from our fantasy sponsor. Howdy, folks. I'm Gerg of Gerg's Barbecue and Crematorium, and I'd like to take a minute to address some of the slander about my business. We have some of the finest slow-cooked barbecue in the Plains Nation, and yes, we offer all hours crematorium services, but never the twain shall meet. Rest assured that your delicious combo platter of pulled pork and mutton Never touch the remains of someone's loved one. Death comes for us all, and at all hours, and we answer the call. But that doesn't mean you could be eating a person. You have my word, we keep it separate. So if you have a hunger in your belly, or sadness in your soul for the loss of a loved one, we can help. Gerg's Barbecue and Crematorium, we're always open. The music you heard on this episode was Shadowlands 1, Horizon, Majestic Hills, and Lost Time by Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. CreativeCommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.